The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. There was a lot in there. Hopefully you enjoyed that first pod. Coming up. Where do we go from here now that it's like a song? Where do we go from here now that all of the kids have grown up? What's Coach Will Hyde doing today, and how did the past help dictate what you're going to see in the future? Take a listen. Part two coming up with Coach Will Hyde. I feel like we got to talk about the change to defensive back, but it's, this isn't even so much about your football career because why I really wanted to talk to you is what people are getting to see as a person, right? There's some resolve. You've been through it. It's never been easy. But you kind of walk it when you talk. You talked about your gunshot. Uh, you can get into your brother if you like. You lost your uncle. Um, your mom more the the I would say, natural causes, for lack of a uh, proper etiquette. Better but term. Yep. You've seen some violence, man, and, and it has been really, really close to you. Um, you're close with my sister with the news when you when you lost your brother. You know, that was like literally the shot heard around the world. Like, how did you decide or when did you decide, okay, this is family, this is part of it, but man, I tried to tell you guys. Like you had to have it has to be tough because you're playing in both worlds. You want to love, but you also know better. Yes. So Again, you going back to it, like you said, I lost my uncle at an early age to violence in St. Louis. Uh, my grandmother passed away in 2003. That was that was a big a big one for me because, like I said, she was my backbone. She was my rock. So I had to step back to coaching because I knew I could not give the kids that I was going to be coaching involved with 100 percent of my time because. Are you I at South, Are you at South, Are you at Semo State by then? No, I'm at I'm at Emporia State. Okay. I'm in Emporia State, 2000, 2003. She passed away in 2003. So growing up, tight-knit family. My grandmother was the rock. So that was that was a tough. So got back into coaching and then came here uh, 2014. And I've always gone back home and try to visit with family and say, hey, if you're doing right, I got your back. I've always tried to take my nieces and nephews to show them something better, bring them with me to stay with me for a week just so they can see something different, something better. They don't need to see St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. There's other things outside of St. Louis. So, and then, like you said, five years ago, as the oldest of four boys, I'm, I'm that protector. You know, I get that phone call that my youngest brother was killed. And I was like, what? So, uh, me, my thinking is behind all this is the man upstairs is not going to give you more on your plate than you can't handle. But I think he's really testing me. He's been testing me. Mm. Um, but like you said, the resolve and, 
my passion for other people is what keeps me move, keeps me going um, to see other people succeed, especially our youth of today and the kids we have here on campus. Um, then three weeks ago, that big blow, that phone call about your mom. There's nothing like a mom, mm. you know, whether you, you know, you, you have your trials and tribulations with your mom. You know, sometimes you're not agreeing with her. Sometimes she's not agreeing with you. But that call there, you know, that was a that was a testing moment. And then she, the same day of her funeral, my car gets stolen. So I'm telling myself, who who who, who have I pissed off? Who have I who, who have I made mad? Mm. But I always go back to the, the foundation that was set, that was that was set for myself, for our family, with my grandmother and granddad. And I always say, hey, keep on moving forward because like I said, he's not gonna put more on your plate that you can that you can't handle. Um, you know, you're gonna have your times when you think about it and you just break down. But football is giving me a path uh, of giving back. Mm. So that's, I use football as my escape goat. And if I'm really down, I'll go play racquetball, take my mind off a lot of stuff, kick somebody's butt on the racquetball court. But <laughs> as you know, and I know, losing a parent is difficult. Mm. Um, especially when you're close and, you know, you think about the, the, the great memories you, you, you have, uh, you created. And then the only thing that I keep thinking about is that daggone sweet potato pie. I can't get mama sweet potato pie to me. <laughs> let, let, let me, let me ask you something, man, just cause I'm curious. Cause, and, and maybe, you know, whomever else is going to listen can, can glean something from this. I lost my brother two years ago, really unexpectedly on, on a, on a wellness check, hadn't heard from him for a couple of days, and and uh, I remember um, I was the one that that had the key to the house that ended up finding him. In the same vein, you get the unexpected call about your brother. How did you reconcile in your head that that call had the potential to always come, but you still had to keep doing? what you're doing without being consumed by it. Yes. Yes. You, it's crazy that you say that because the lifestyle that my, my brothers have chosen, you think about it all the time. Mm. You know, you, 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 it's in your head. And I'm not naive to say that I don't think about it every day, not with my two remaining brothers because where they live, you know, you know, our city is, is crazy right now, but I think about it. Uh, and you say you prepare yourself, but you're never prepared for that call because that's not what you want to hear. That's not the call you want to get. Uh, so it's it's life-changing, but it's also, hey, I got to keep on moving because I got to be there for this person. I got to be there for that person. It's never been about me. It would never be about me. It's I got to be there for this person. I got to be there for that person. You know what I mean? So... It hurts. The call itself hurts. Um, it's not a moment go by where I don't think about them. Or I don't think about my mom, but I always say, they always say, you're the strong one. You're the strong one. And everybody lean on me. And I always say, lean on me. I got you. I got you. So I remember the first couple times like that I met you, arguably, probably in the top 10 in terms of competitive people I've ever been around. Doesn't really matter whether we were on the basketball court or the practice field or whatever, just, 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 I used to think it was mean spirited. Like, man, that's, yeah. 
it's not it comes from a good place man i I want you to be better you you need to learn to compete in life compete in life compete in life fair unfair funny not funny that because of where you've come from and how you were raised that that's the catalyst almost for not only why you're the way you are but how you do what you do it was never easy but it's like your power source Yes. Yes. And I was telling somebody this the other day. You know, we had Jack Stark as our, yeah. you know, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. My competitiveness, I, 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 I can honestly say I, it got out of control a lot, you know, as you know, especially Man. on the basketball court, football field. I'm like, I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> it was just, it was instilled in me as, as, as an early age, an early age. And, um, once I get, once I gain control of it, mm-hmm. this is the me you see now. Mm. I'm very, very competitive, mm-hmm. very, very competitive, but I've gained control of it where I can just, you know, I can be calm about it. You know, I can be until you push that, that certain button. Uh, this is me. But back then that, that, that was instilled in me at an early age. Um, and it was nothing against you guys. It was just, that was just me. I mean, that was just me. As you, like you said, I was 5'8", 178, 175. And a lot of guys would say, oh, he's little. Let's test him. I'm not the one to be tested. Right. I, right. I just, I, I wasn't. Uh, we we going to fight every day until yeah. somebody quits. Mm-hmm. That was just instilled in me in an early age. Uh, but once I learned to, once I got done playing, you know, I had to learn a, a different avenue, a different way of doing things. Uh, I would say the professional way. Um, so since 1999, I'm, I'm, I'm telling my age now, but I don't think since 1999, there's only been one blow up, just one. Uh, and that was during my, my youngest brother's funeral. Because I always said he's going to go out the right way and somebody got out of pocket. And that old Kenny came out for about five minutes and all I thought was, all I, all I thought about was ESPN ticker. Yeah. Director of football operations at the University of Nebraska. <laughs> you know, you know, you think like that and then you know, you you go back to, okay, let's let's be calm, let's be reserved. But yeah, like you said, I was I was that guy. But that was just the way the way I was I was brought up and you know, being a being a, a smaller guy, you know, you get tested a lot. So Isn't it ama- isn't it amazing how funerals bring out it can bring out the best in people, but it is definitely the lightning rod and a catalyst to bring out the worst in people too. It Yes. I don't it's sometimes you just shake your head and you think, you know, everybody grieves in their own way and you, you try not to be judgmental, but you know, just getting a chance to go home and 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 celebrate a life knowing that they're ultimately gonna be in a better place causes such a wide range of emotions man a wide range of emotions you i mean it's crazy but i i can honestly say that my brother and i made sure that my mom was going to go out the right way mm. we celebrated her like she she needed to be celebrated um so i to be honest with you i didn't shed a tear the day of and this is probably the longest I've seen you grieve, right? Because 
whether it's social media or how it maybe comes up in a conversation, I'm like, this one, this is hitting him different, right? Because you almost, it seems like on a daily basis, find a way to, whether it's a picture, a saying, a reference, like this one, this one hit different. Yes, it did. I mean, before, I mean, we tried to prepare ourselves three weeks ago, but when it happened, I mean, I let it all out then. And then the day of, I was just so, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm the oldest. So all my brothers are bigger than me, they're wider than me, taller than me. <laughs> but I wanted to be there to hold my little big brother up mm-hmm. because, as you know and I know, I'm the oldest. So what's the age difference? There are a lot of two years. Oh, that's it. Two so years. you're like me and my sister. Yes, two years. So, I wanted to be there for him, and then, especially for her, her grandkids, my nieces, my nephews. Uh, I just wanted to be strong. Now, when it was over, and I'm driving back to Lincoln, I had my moments. I give, still have my moments. Give me about four or five more minutes, um, if you will. How did how did this manifest itself? Because I think in this circles, especially across the state of Nebraska and in the region, widely regarded as being really, really good at your job. It's kind of the liaison between high school kids and what's going to happen at the university. And even maybe more importantly, being the guy that kids can go, young men can go to once they're on campus. I think that's really the underappreciated part of your role, but I see it just knowing so many guys that are down there that that trust in you. Did you ever think this is where you'd land as opposed to actually coaching, which is a part of being a life coach, but now, like, you're – I mean, you got to show all facets now. Yeah, yeah. Did did I ever think I'd be here at the University of Nebraska? No. Um, I love the the on-the-field part of coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, The competitiveness, that was my competitive side. But now I get to build relationships and touch these men outside of football. Not that I didn't, not that I didn't want to do it while I was on the field. But like you said, when they're on campus, I can spend more time with them. I can spend more time with the parents. I can sell our university and I can get to know them. They can get to know me. And I've always been one to 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 shoot people straight. I'm never going to sugarcoat it. So I think that's a good asset that I have. So they'll, they'll, they'll come to me with that. But everything that I've been through, everything that I've, that I've gone through has prepared me for this role. Oh. So I want to give back. And I just want to let, let kids and their parents know that, you know, there's, there's things outside of football. There's, there's life. There's, there's, there's a ways of doing things. There's a ways of treating people. Um, you treat people with kindness. Um, I always try to put smile on other people's faces. I always try to make sure lift up, lift up everybody. So, whether it be in a joking way or just just period. But I love my role. Uh, do I miss the coaching part of it? Yes. Um, but I can honestly say that this this role here has has really uh, made me who I am. How much do you think? All the different experiences you've been, whether it's at a predominantly white high school, whether it's in a predominantly all-black neighborhood, 
whether it's being around affluent folks and making money in the the CFL and the NFL, however that works, dealing what you've done with your family has made you such a valuable commodity to the university because student athletes come in all in all facets, all walks of life, all shapes and sizes. But your your library, man, your books, you you, you got a lot of range. Yes. You know, yes. that old yes. Dewey Decimal System, man, you got a lot of range. Yes. So it's, it's crazy you say that. Whenever I see a student athlete walk by me, even if it's not a football player, I want to say hi to him. Make sure they're smiling. If I see a student athlete walking past me with his head down, he or she with their head down, hey, hold your head up high. Mm-hmm. You know, um, look forward when you walk. Uh, <laughs> smile. Put a smile Put a smile on your face. Are you still messing with people about their handshakes or how, like, does it have to be? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be firm, man. You can't, you can't shake, shake people's hands with a limp hand, man. It's got to be a firm handshake. Uh, so, but even with, you know, other people, faculty members, I always try to make sure I speak to them, make sure they're smiling. You know, we're blessed to be inside this building. Uh, it's a blessing every day to come here. Um, a lot of people, uh, probably dream about being here, but we're, we are very, very blessed and fortunate to be able to walk into these these doors every day and 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 work with young men, young men and women, and just work with each other. Hey, did you think you would enjoy parenting this much? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, no, no, because I knew how me and my brothers were. Mm. If you know what I mean, yeah, uh, we gave we. Four boys is not easy. Um, so we I knew how we were. So I was just hoping that my mine weren't like my, my three brothers and I. Hey, did did how how many times did you ask yourself if you could get a manual? You know, rule books, some guidelines. Parenting now is totally different than parenting when we were coming up. Uh, I mean, you know that and I know that. It's you gotta you gotta walk a thin line, but the one thing that we were raised to do was respect people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Look them in their eye when you when you're talking to them. Again, shake their hand like a like you're supposed to shake their hand. Uh, <laughs> so I, that would never leave, that would never leave me. Um, and I've I've tried to instill instill that in my kids and to our student athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, look at people when they talk to you. Put that phone down. Um, you know, walk around with a smile on your face. I mean, you may think you have it bad, but there's somebody else that has it worse than you. Man, I knew I, I knew that I knew this was going to be worth the wait, man. I appreciate you letting me keep you forty some minutes. <laughs> uh, always good to catch up, man. One of the best in the business. You can't be a stranger, man. We'll have we'll have to kind of do this again because. We could have probably talked about 50 other different things and ways that you've had impact, but for the sake of me trying to to keep a professional clock, man, I had to limit it. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having me. Kenny, that's Coach Will Hyde, the Director of High School Relations. He is uh, the do-everything, kind of the linchpin, as I like to call him at the University of Nebraska. Coach, man, appreciate your time. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, man. Love you. Love you, too. That is Kenny right, Will Hyde. That's playing it forward. Another episode, you'll hear that music here spin, which means we are out of time. Make sure that you guys subscribe. Give us a listen. Uh, let us know what you like. Um, we're open to suggestions. We're always going to try to give it to you straight. 
and we enjoy storytelling. Uh, Pot will drop tomorrow, man. Don't you dare miss it. It's Planet Ford. I'm ODB, as they like to call me. Back next week with another one. A Huda Media Production.